Hello and welcome to Virtual Roundtables Live, the broadcast that brings business leaders together to discuss and debate the latest industry topics and trends. Now over to today's host. Welcome to the Inspired Business Media channel. Today I'm joined by a director and head of political affairs and government relations at Bosch UK, Iman Martin Vignette. Iman, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you too, pleasure. I'm really excited to deep dive into your career and learn a little bit about you and your role at the moment. So let's start at the very beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about your career to date and the journey to where you are right now? Absolutely. So I spent until the age of 18 my life in Qatar. My father was my role model as an engineer himself to get into engineering and continued my studies in electronics and uh, medical engineering in Germany. Spent one year as a software engineer in an SME company um, via for developing incubators uh, for early, early born. And after that, I started my career journey at Bosch with software and hardware development for the ceramic electronic um, circuits for internal combustion engines and occupied from their different positions um, in different sectors within Bosch, from healthcare to automotive, from sales to business development. And in between, have some international assignments as well. And now I am a director of political and external affairs at Bosch. Amazing. That's quite quite a journey you've been on there. You mentioned that your your father was a role model to you for kind of getting into that um, career in engineering. Um, and obviously, since then, your career has been highly centred around STEM. Um, yeah. and, and that's it sounds like you've had a really illustrious career with that. But what kind of initially prompted you to get into that industry besides, you know, your, your father being your role model? Um, I think my personality is really about looking for ways to make things better. So this is, I think, one of probably the descriptions of uh, being an engineer. Engineering gave me a really practical way to achieve that. And uh, I've dedicated really my whole life for this mission is solving things and trying to get things better in all aspects of our life. And I think what really Get sometimes neglected is when we think about STEMs, we think about blue color jobs, but it's really beyond that. Of course, it is about people fixing things, maybe in manufacturing, but also is about thinking about policies, about um, technical environment understandings of how could we get our future better. Net zero carbon, for example, is one of these things. I am at the moment working on it. Amazing. That sounds so interesting. It's interesting how you brought up the kind of you do think of STEM careers as blue collar, as you say. Um, but there's so many cogs within within STEM. Um, that's really interesting to hear your perspective on that. Um, obviously, we, we know that STEM is often a highly male dominated environment um, and yourself being a woman and, and, and moving up that that kind of career ladder within STEM is amazing and now being a, a leader in STEM is so incredible. Um, how important is it to you that we encourage um, young women and young girls to get into STEM careers? It's hugely important to me personally and I try to do whatever I can to promote STEM careers to young women and support women in STEM generally. 
One practical terms I champion a number of initiatives that are helping to achieve this. Um, so I'm vice chair at the diversity group Auto Council. I also mentor lots of girls in different universities in the UK, but as well as on European level. So I try really to do my best to be a role model, but as well as there are a number of things I believe we need to, uh, to change to really achieve this mission. We need probably to change the way how we look to the whole STEM careers. And we need to also point out the role models, the little role models we have in the industries uh, moving forward. For me, it comes down to the early exposure of STEM to women, girls, and role models. We need to grab these, the, to grab girls' imagination when they are really young and show them that they can be F1 engineers, they can be innovative, and they can be the next um, uh, Steve Jobs. I think it's really important for all children to see women working in all jobs and sectors, which are traditionally male-dominated. The more women we have working in these uh, careers, the more then uh, we get exposure to these careers as well. And I think when I'm really with this interview, I'm trying to bring that more nearer to these girls, but as well as to say, STEM could be fun and STEM could be interesting. And as I said, at the moment, if you uh, look into it, we really have half of the talent pool. Imagine if we have also girls, including the STEM, we definitely can transform this world to the better. Absolutely. It's all about visibility, right? You know, growing up, I don't know about you, but when I thought about what I wanted to be when I grew up, even as a teenager, kind of looking at what career I wanted to pursue, you kind of see someone that looks like you in a certain role and you think, okay, that could be me. So, you know, young girls, young women seeing someone like yourself in the position that you're in is is so extraordinary. It's, It's amazing for them because they can see okay a man's there I can get there too um and like you said it's about it's it's a bigger picture isn't it it's not just kind of you can't just find people for those roles out of thin air you've got to start from the very beginning and make sure that that visibility is there for for children and young people right from the very beginning absolutely 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 and you know when I became an engineer I was in a foreign country far away from from home you could say I was facing more than one challenge mm-hmm. it was unusual to see many female engineers but it never held me back and I just made sure that I put myself forward spoke up and gave my opinion that doesn't mean to say it was so easy I learned that sometimes you have to speak louder when you are female in order to get heard And the advice I would give to all younger girls is not to give up. Make sure, use your voice. And also, we all, we need to support to lift each other wherever we can. Absolutely. Words to live by there. (laughs) That's amazing advice. I'm interested to know what has been the best investment of your time and energy throughout your career? This is really a very... um, Good question. It, it has been from being a mentor and being mentored myself. We achieve so much more when we help each other along. It has been rewarding really to see how, you know, these careers we managed, if you like, with mentoring to lift up. 
to support young women and help them on their career journey. But likewise, I have had some amazing mentors that have challenged me and helped me grow, not just in my career, but really as a person as well. Sometimes just having someone that is neutral voice and can really describe the situation more in a neutral way could help really to see things in a different perspective. And it does really help. Even this conversation, what we're having now, it really helped me to reflect if I need to do more moving forward. Amazing. I think mentorship is something that we don't really think about uh, as well. Like in, you know, whatever kind of company you're in, we hear about it. But I don't think many people often seek out a mentor or think that's something that's available to them. Um, and I've spoken to, to different leaders and they've said the same thing, you know, the, the mentorship is so valuable to have someone, like you said, someone that's neutral um, that can give you advice. I think that's, yeah, that's incredibly valuable to, to grow in your career. And what advice would you give someone um, just kind of going off that, what you've said, kind of looking for a mentor? What what advice would you give people in, in, kind of, in terms of seeking out that correct person to, to help them on their career path? Would it be kind of going within their company or, or from, from a different company or what, what advice would you give? I think the first um, responsibility we have as role models, we really need to uh, speak out more. And we need also to engage more with schools and universities to also make them aware about these role models. We need to create an ecosystem between businesses and between universities and people like you, Marian. I mean, what you're doing now is excellent because you are pointing out the role models in the in different industries and actually trying to give also advice to these younger girls through your, your channel. So I think there are lots of steps needs to be done uh, first. But also, I would like to say, um, reach out, look forward to, first of all, what you would like to achieve in life. And depending on that, choose the role model you want uh, to be. And as I said, role models is not a direction to uh, define your life, but it is a way to give you options how you could define your life. And I think this is really important just to mention. Um, I always jealous how, you know, lots of younger girls like superstar and American talent. Probably we need to do that also for STEM. Maybe we need to do STEM talent to actually make that more visible for these younger girls and, and boys, actually. Absolutely. That's a really good point, actually. You know, growing up, certainly for me, the people that I aspired to were the people on front of magazines, on, on, on TV. And I think that is slowly changing. I think we are seeing kind of more diverse, um, diverse role models in, in media. You know, we're seeing different people on the cover of Vogue as opposed to supermodels. Um, so I think that that could be going in a positive direction. Maybe Vogue need to do a, um, a STEM issue and highlight female engineers like such as yourself. <laughs> that would be an idea. That would be an idea. We should push that forward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm also interested to know, um, as well as, you know, the, the biggest, the best investment of your time and energy through your throughout your career, what has been the biggest challenge, would you say, so far in your career? To keep the work-life balance um, and a successful, busy career really um, it's really important not to neglect yourself while you are hiking up into the career path sometimes I forgot that um, I learned my lesson um, five years ago when I 
really got stressed out and um, made me ill. And and since then, I made sure to definitely have um, a work-life balance, um, either with um, sport or you know uh, spending time with friends. But it's really something we we all sometimes forget, and we have to think about it and prioritize in our lives. Yeah, makes complete sense. I mean. If you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to do the best job that you can possibly do? Interesting, fabulous. Um, on that same kind of trajectory then, what is the, the achievement that you're most proud of? To be honest, I do not like the word proud. First of all, I was incredibly lucky in my life, lucky to be born in a good, loving family, mm-hmm. to receive education, to be more or less healthy, I am well aware that most people aren't so lucky in in their life. Uh, Therefore, I prefer to be grateful for anything that I managed to achieve, uh, be in excellent results in school or at work, you know, my career path until now, uh, learning people, um, great people like yourself and and other women in, in this field. Because at the end of the day, I would have achieved nothing had I not been so lucky in my life and I think that really reflects on my attitude as well um, so yeah always grateful whether I achieved um, and as I said um, I, I feel lucky anyway being where I am. That's such a beautiful way of putting it that's amazing um, I'm also keen to find out uh, more about your your industry that you're in at the moment and what the the future is for that industry so do you see any kind of key trends or innovations um, coming in the next sort of five years or so we are living in an incredible time Uh, I always say we are coming into a new era full of disruption and you know range of industries many of which I I have a pleasure to be involved in at Bosch most exciting of all for me in the transition to net zero and the speed at which change is happening, especially in the decarbonization of the automotive industry. An industry is, is very traditional and you see how this is, is really transforming. And not only that, but the incredible change I do see uh, coming um, until the next decade, let's say transformations of 2030, that we we will have more digitalization in our life. I mean, if you see after the post-COVID, um, we have known more than 45 people, 45% connected um, to the internet, but not only connected, I mean, to the internet, but working from home and also working in a digitalized environment, online shopping, using fencing. And it wasn't the UK anymore anyway before COVID, um, e- extremely uh, advanced in comparison to any other European countries, but even post-COVID, even more. So I think the era of 5G and AI, quantum computing, will definitely have a total impact on our life. We'll open up uh, totally different jobs. We're talking now about green economy. And and I think this is will transform the way how we see things, the way how we live. I mean, now, uh, anyway, if you look to um to cop 26 and race to zero and all of this um rhetoric we 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 didn't have that three years ago so that all is a transition happening now and the transition taking place in in each sector so for example we talk about transport in the energy sector also really exciting 
um, like the emergence of uh, hydrogen fuel technologies and the potential uh, they have to be um, a game changer for, for, for energy, but also for other sectors. So I really can't wait to have maybe at my home a hydrogen boiler. Who, who knows? So the future is exciting. And um, on, on, on final, one final note, one final area I will mention is around, um, I mentioned before digitalization, but as well as how that all will impact um, the climate action. And we know that, as I said before, COP26 is coming. So it could be interesting to see what kind of policies uh, will come out of that moving forward. Definitely. Would you say that kind of the pandemic and COVID-19 has catapulted all those areas? Like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, look to your V Summit activities and roundtables you, you're doing, how the online and digitalization as such um, uh, really taking a part in our lives. Um, you know, now we're talking about uh, zooming in, uh, uh, let's get into team or, you know, restriction, you're mute. Uh, you, you know, all of this restrict wasn't before COVID. So you could see that we really changed. Even yeah. the way how we talk to each other. <laughs> Definitely. And even with all that, you'd be surprised how many people leave themselves on mute and carry on talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, some really interesting in stuff. And, and, and seems like there's lots to come in your industry as well that to be really excited about. You've nicely segued us um, onto my, my next question, my final question for you. You've attended a lot of our virtual roundtables, you've spoken at our virtual summits um, and been involved in our conferences. What kind of attracts you to, to these kinds of events? These events are a great opportunity to listen and learn. I think listening and sharing information is key to help us move forward uh, positively. I always leave having been inspired by someone speaking at your events and you know, always grateful to be there. Um, so it's pleasure and has been pleasure uh, uh, to get to know you and also to speak to you today. So thank you very much. And and looking forward to collaborate even more in the future. Thank you so much, Iman. Yes, hopefully we can get you at a physical event, a physical conference, finally meet face to face. And um, I'm sure we'll have a glass of wine together or something. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for talking to me today, Iman. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and thank you again. Thank you so much as well. Thanks for joining us this week on Virtual Roundtables Live. Make sure to visit our website www.virtualroundtables.com to learn more about upcoming webinars and events.